family to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a weekly conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. I'm your host, Keandria, and today I'm sitting down with a very special guest by the name of Miss Taylor Tuggle. Hey, Taylor. Hey, how are you? I am great. How are you doing today? Doing good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys. So I am super excited about this episode because Taylor will actually be um, reciting a piece from her blog called How to Be a Woman. However, the piece is called Stop It with the Filters. Mm-hmm. Now, Y'all probably have like some preconceived notions because stop it with the filters, Instagram. I don't know. I'm going to just let her tell y'all what, you know, what's going on. So without further ado, Taylor, <laughs> the floor, look, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, yes. So the piece is called Stop It With The Filters and I'm going to recite it now. I want to talk about being honest with ourselves, honest about who we are and how we are in this current moment. I think that a lot of us tend to filter through our days so that we can manage that weight we carry. We wake up, get ready for the day, and apply the best filter we can in order to seem quote-unquote normal so that no one has to worry for us. Then when we come home and wash off the day, that weight bears down harder, that weight bears down harder than it did when you left because you thought the filter would work, but it didn't. I have been battling depression for quite some time now. It's extremely frustrating because I feel like I'm not someone who should be depressed at all. I have a big, beautiful family. I enjoy the people I work with. And for the first time in my life, I'm able to move into my own place with no roommates. I mean, I have a lot going for myself. I'm very smart, college educated actually, have a kind heart, love to, love to laugh, and I'm very well aware that I'm a pretty good catch. I have an awesome, super solid group of girlfriends that I honestly don't utilize enough. All in all, I am wealthy in love and life. But here's the thing. Depression is relentless. It's hard to battle something that is unseen to the world, something that takes away your appetite for gratitude. It hates not being the center of attention. It can take you from your highest high and make you see everything that is wrong with your life. It drags you into a pit ties you up, fills it to the brim with water, only leaving enough for breathing room, and then demands you to swim. I tried a lot of things to make myself feel better, whether it was drinking, working out, maybe smoking, praying, medicating, smoking again, sexing, etc. I tried it all, but it has always stayed with me. I never understood that depression isn't something you could get rid of, but more so a part of me I have to learn how to manage. So this filter we place on ourselves, it actually prevents us from opening up to our truth. I don't talk to anyone about how I really feel because in my mind, I decided that they can't handle it. I decided for my support system that they weren't equipped enough to handle who I really am or what I really feel. But that's what depression does. It isolates us so that it can be closer to our fears. It tells you lies about those around you so that you can drown deeper into that pit. Depression is the anchor that sinks into the darkest part of our mind and sadness is a ship that carries it. 
women experience depression at almost double the rate of men and an average of 8.7% of women suffer from depression. So it's not just me. It's a few of y'all wearing these filters too. And I want us to stop. Stop hiding behind how you feel and just feel it. But don't let it consume you. Talk to someone about it, a trusted confidant that will hear your pain. I recently, actually as recent as a month ago, decided to take action towards getting help. I've been dealing with this for three years. But the important part is that I finally said enough was enough. You have to work through this in the healthiest way that works for you. I cannot stress that enough. Because everyone's depression is different. So why would what someone else did work for you? Now, I know a lot of what I'm saying is easier said than done, especially with the current pandemic our world is experiencing. Our mental health is significantly in danger during situations that force us to isolate. But oddly enough, being quarantined for me, although under like terrible circumstances, has allowed me to rewrite how I want to live my life and my depression. When I moved into my own place back in February, I just jumped into working because I was so afraid of not being able to afford my life. I picked up a second job and I was working more than 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And anyone who works all the time knows just how mentally and physically drained that can be. So I've been taking this time to really cultivate what kind of life I want to live. What kind of life I want to be fulfilled in. My 20s shouldn't be riddled with crying and dumb boys and long hours. That will only make my depression worse. It should be shining with stories, doing the things that keep us mentally, emotionally, and physically at our best. So if you are struggling too, or just need someone to help you feel like you are doing the damn thing, then let me be the first to say, girl, you are doing the damn thing. Love, T. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I love the entire piece, but of course, I love the reassurance. Girl, you are doing the damn thing. And also, not just girls, guys too. Who right. are you doing it. Right. Because you are here, because you are, you know, taking the necessary steps to um, help yourself, like, and allowing others to help you, you are definitely doing it. So, yeah thank you for sharing that Taylor no problem so to give you guys background on like how I even saw this post so basically I'm scrolling on Facebook of course and I see um Taylor's post and so I'm like okay stop it with the filters cool Mm -hmm. um you know let me see what this is about so I look at it and instantly my mind goes to like Snapchat or Instagram filters and I'm like dang Taylor really coming at people heads right now like (laughs) she about to tell people to stop using like the dog filter and stuff this is crazy (laughs) like you know how somebody would be like you know you're beautiful without a filter you right right and so instantly I'm like dang maybe I should partake in that but I go ahead and read like okay so I so I I start reading and I'm like oh wait no she got way deeper than Instagram and Snapchat <laughs> like she just told a whole like story yeah. openly <laughs> on Facebook and so I was like instantly oh my gosh I gotta get her on the dining room table I have to I have to so <laughs> I text her y'all and then now we're here yep so yeah yeah I'm so so grateful 
um for you and so because you spoke about so many different like facets of life mm-hmm. um gave some stats we gotta unpack this all now okay so cool all right so first things first because of well actually no wait guys before i get started into the episode i just want to say taylor i don't know if you know but the show has been on a hiatus for the month of april Mm -hmm. um not just not because of the pandemic it just kind of happened that way but because you know we i kind of like changed seasons so you will be the first episode of season two of the dining room table podcast that is so dope i'm super (laughs) hyped to be premiering yes so so i just wanted to let y'all know so guys actually if i seem like super duper pumped and youtube taylor (laughs) it's because i am so excited just to be back recording and just creating like great content for y'all so yes all right so look welcome back everybody now um Taylor okay mm-hmm. so because we um we kind of heard your story but I like to always give listeners like um a, a, a view of who you are so like family you mentioned you have a really big beautiful family so could you give us a little bit of insight on um your family structure yeah so um my mother and father um they got married um back in the 90s and had me and my younger sister Tia um, and then they got divorced. They didn't stay married very long. Um, and then after they got divorced, they both went on and met other partners and got remarried. So in the beginning, it was just me and my sister. And then as my dad and my mother, you know, found love, they ended up, you know, having a blended family. So my dad married my stepmother. She already had a son. And then they had another son together. And then my mom, um, she married my younger sister's father but unfortunately that relationship did not work out and then she also you know went ahead and found someone else that she really really loved really loved her and he had two older sons um and then they had two more kids together so all together I have nine siblings including myself so for about nine years it was just me and Tia and then you know things started to grow as my family started to grow so that's kind of where the big, beautiful family part comes from. It's really unexpected because I thought um, it would just be us for the longest time. <laughs> but yeah, I have a I have a nice big group of siblings. I have a, a lot of um, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles. I got a lot of that going on. <laughs> huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. So essentially, it's like a really big, beautiful, blended family. Yes, ma'am. Um, I love that. That's good. And I, I love how, because um, it seems like that you guys are super close because I see like mm-hmm. your photos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it always seems like a good time. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you also mentioned like having great friends and being employed and then also having your own place with no roommate. Right. <laughs> I know <laughs> that we can all attest to that being like just an amazing feeling like that first, you know, sense of like, independence and freedom and just feeling great yeah right I've I've had since college I've had at least 14 roommates what yes um at one point I lived at one point I lived in a house with about it was me and my sister Tia because we were going to the same school and then it was like four or five other girls it was a pretty big house but still it was a lot um and then before that in Valdosta I moved around a lot, 
so I had a good number of roommates <laughs> before I wow we that's <laughs> goodness so yeah. now that you tell me that I understand why yes. it's even more of a big deal yeah okay yeah Ooh, that's that's something there and whoo okay yeah and, okay so second you didn't graduate from Valdosta no oh yeah I left um, my senior year, actually. <laughs> I oh, was, wow. Yeah, I think I decided to transfer at the end of May 2016. I was I was expected to graduate. I want to say um, 2017, either either I was going to graduate that December or that following May. But I had been contemplating leaving Valdosta for a very long time. I just never got, I guess you could say, the balls to do it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I finally just got fed up and I said you know I just don't want to graduate from here and you know I liked Bob- no I didn't I'm like I'm I did not yeah, like but also <laughs> I liked the people I met um <clears throat> but the area itself and you can attest this to the surrounding area the, the different racial issues that were so prevalent there really took a toll on my um my mental health and then I had a lot of issues with I guess you can say I had issues with my friends that really took a, a toll on me um people I lived with and it was just it was a struggle so I did not enjoy it. and I was four hours away from my family the first time ever I've been that far away the first year or two was fine and then towards the end of sophomore year I was like I'm kind of over this <laughs> so <laughs> I had been really stalling, transferring, and my sister, she actually had already been at uh, West Georgia for a while, and she was like, they have a great, <clears throat> excuse me, they have a great uh, mass comm program, That's that was my major study, so I was like, okay, well, let me think about it, and I thought about it for a while, and then finally, like, I just, things started to just kind of go crazy, and I said, I have to get out of here, the energy here just isn't serving me, so I left and came to West Georgia, and I, I finished within a year and a half, so yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's that's okay. I think like you said like getting the boss to be able yes. to, you know, make a sudden move like that right. because of course, you said you transferred in your senior year. Yeah. And that's like not that's that's kind of unheard of because yeah. it's like Honey, I didn't already got all these classes right. and organizations. I you know, I have rent um, you know, you know how we do. And so right. it's interesting that you just kind of like made the move. And so I applaud you for that because oftentimes we are like nervous and oh, I love super nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, and yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say like, I just, it wasn't like I just woke up every day or woke up one day and was like, yeah, spontaneously. Like I am not a person <laughs> who in, in, embraces change very easily. So I was okay with being miserable because I was terrified like what if I go somewhere else and it's even worse mm-hmm. but I finally just prayed about it enough and was just like feeling so defeated I was like I cannot be here and graduate from here feeling like this like I will never feel good so I just took a leap of faith and literally got all my stuff together that summer and started classes in August of 2016 I was at home for that first semester because all my classes were online thankfully but then after mm-hmm. that, I had to figure out a way to move to West Georgia that's a whole other story right right and so it's also interesting and um we're gonna like get to what you guys want to hear but I also want to say that I it's just interesting because like 
I always think of going to college as like that big, that first big break into adulthood, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're all like conditioned because like you said, four hours away from your family, the first time you've been away for that long and all of those different Mm -hmm. things. So you're having to basically learn to navigate without mom, without dad, you know, without your siblings. And it's different. However, looking back on it, it's like, I was a baby. I was, you know, a little one. And it's interesting because people, they expect you to make all of these like really grand decisions and figure out like, oh, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? You know, like your major, your career. Oh yeah. So now at 18, I'm supposed to figure out what I want to do with my life along with all of these other people who, depending upon like their prior environment they may or may not be the greatest human beings and not as nice so I could see how all of that could play a role and take a toll on you know who you are and just kind of how you live and move in a new environment so again I applaud you for making that move because it it ain't easy thank you (laughs) so okay from outsiders we talked about your family your friends Mm -hmm. and everything like you basically kind of have it all now you know what I'm saying like so at what point did you feel like it just wasn't enough or those things aren't enough for you so I'm gonna summarize the year of let me think like summer 2008 2017 like towards the end of that and then going to 2018 so because this is what kind of spun this whole thing of me feeling super down and just trying to get back to where I am now um my grandmother which I call my nana had been an accident like a, a simple car accident I, I want to say in 2016 okay. and she's, been in, she's been in a few she had been in a few at that point um but for some reason, this one, she just took a really long time to recover. And when I say it was a simple one, it was like she got bumped and she had to wear like a little brace. And then it was like, okay, well, she's, this happened before. And my Nana wasn't like super old. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, this caused her, and amongst other things, caused her to decline for about two years. <clears throat> and we had every, excuse me, my what is she just going crazy? <clears throat> We put we had thoughts that she would get better, and she was doing physical therapy um, just to help her stay mobile. But over time, her situation deteriorated, and unfortunately, um, she passed in 2018, about three weeks after her 80th birthday. <clears throat> now, during this time as well, I had been in a relationship with someone, and the relationship had started off really well. Um, back in 2016 but it just deteriorated by the time 2017 came around we were only together I want to say for May we were almost together for about a year and the situation became pretty um, toxic because even after we broke up we continued to try and work things out and he just was not a very nice person to me um emotionally he never physically tried to harm me but as far as mentally emotionally he was very like um disgusting and rude and mean and stuff like that so 
you guys think like in this time I'm watching my Nana's health deteriorate you know I'm essentially watching her die slowly right then also I'm suffering from some forms of emotional abuse from someone I really love and love, says they love me but it's just I, I, that's my first time ever really being in an abusive relationship and um, it just really taking a toll on me and then so like I said this is 2017-2018 all this stuff I'm watching happen I graduate at the end of 2017 and I get my first big girl job. I work. I end up working for the same office I was a student employee at, at West Georgia. I, I could get a staff job. Okay. About a month and a half into getting that job, I get in a car accident. Because <laughs> I just got my, I got the job. I got a new car. I was like, oh, things are going great. Yeah. And then I get in a car accident. Somebody hits me from behind on my way to work in the morning. And I'm like, okay, the car accident wasn't terrible. But it shook me up. So then, about 45 days later, after that first car accident, I get hit again. Oh my goodness. From the back, leaving work on the opposite side of the street where I got hit the first time. Oh, no. And this time was way worse. The guy who hit me was in like one of those worker vans, and I saw him coming this time. And I tried to get out the way, but he hit me so hard, he pushed me out of the way and kept going and hit the car in front of me. Oh That's goodness. how, yeah, he totaled my car in that car. I had a huge golf ball, like, on the front of my head. I had black eyes. My nose was swollen. Like, I looked crazy. I was freaking out for, like, two weeks thinking, like, I was going to look like a, a monster for the rest of my life. So, during this time, I get in this car accident. And then my Nana's birthday was actually, so I got in a car accident the second one, April 9th. Her birthday was uh, a few days before. And then I'm recovering. And then once I get out of recovery, my Nana passes away. Then I'm still talking to the ex. And then a month after she passes away, he, me and him have some words that um, I'm not going to repeat. But they were pretty uh, detrimental to what I thought he thought of me. And um, hearing him say what he said just really took away a lot of my confidence. I'll be honest. I hate to give him that much power. But in that time that's what it was and I'm still recovering from the car accident so I'm having this new job one of my biggest supporters ever has just passed away my ex-boyfriend has become just the spawn of Satan uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and then I'm trying to just get through my back is severely hurt from these car accidents I mean I already had some issues with my back but getting hit from behind my back was just not happening and I had migraines for months I couldn't like my memory still a little shoddy right now but it it was worse then so I just got into a tailspin of anger um denial really and depression severely because I was just so upset that these things were happening to me and I did not understand why they had to happen to me even though they weren't you know the craziest of things or the worst of things these are the worst things I could have experienced in the timeline so fast but and so 2018 really set the tone for oh girl your life really ain't <laughs> it really ain't nothing you know I just I felt so down I stayed angry for a very 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 long time um for with with my family almost and then also with God I was like why would you do this to me you know why would you take her from me why would you put this person in my life only to make me feel this way why do I have to have this car accident because there's other things that were affect, affected by all this stuff happening at the same time so that's kind of where it it really began 
Um, and then fast forwarding to today, like I said in the piece, only about a month ago uh, did I decide to finally just start talking about these things, start really being open about it, start seeking help. Um, my Nana was a huge advocate for anybody in an abusive situation. So I think if I had ever told her, she would have had some words for my ex and she would have had some ways to help me, you know, but I know that even without her being here, there are still ways for me to find help because I had been around her for so long. I, I knew that I could seek help any way I could. So, um, that's kind of what started me feeling like I'm not really like just feeling worthless and feeling mm-hmm. down about my life situation and just not knowing how to handle so much at one time. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So first, I'm so sorry about your grandmother's passing. I can totally, you know, understand how that could be super detrimental simply because you were just graduating. You had just gotten your job. And so, you know, you were experiencing some of the best times of your life, but then also some of the worst times followed right behind. Mm -hmm. So that could be just simply really confusing. Yeah. Um, And so... I'm guessing that is what accredits to like just your emotions being out of whack. Yeah. So with that, I understand like, you know, being able or having the feelings of feeling low, feeling upset Mm -hmm. or feeling sad. But like, when did you know that it was like not just the typical grieving sadness or, you know, grief from your grandmother's passing and then grief from from your relationship being over? When did you know that it was a little bit deeper than that? Um... To be honest, when I decided, when I decided to start dating again, like I stopped really seeing my ex and I I took some time and I said, okay, I want to meet someone else, you know, and Mm -hmm. every time I started dating somebody and something went wrong, which is every single time, it would like send me into a place of just like anger and like just questioning and a part of me just realized I shouldn't be this affected by someone who has done so little for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just met this person. Yeah, they suck. But <laughs> that shouldn't that shouldn't affect me to that point. And then I realized I was still, like, when I would talk to my siblings or my mother about, you know, God and praying, I realized I had a lot of resentment in my heart towards God and had a lot of anger that I hadn't really sifted through because I would talk and I would hear myself and I'd be like tell you're kind of mad still like you're not really okay um so just really paying being more aware of myself 2018 I wasn't trying to be aware I was just trying to get through and figure it out so then all last year I finally was like okay I'm gonna try and date and but I just tried to notice what I was doing a little bit better And I realized that my anger was still with me and that I was really still pretty sad over my Nana. And it was normal for me, but I just was like, I don't want to sit here and be upset about this all the rest of my life because she was the one who was full of life. And um, I didn't think it was doing her any justice to the way that she raised me. So I just honestly, towards the end of 2019, I had a situation occur um, with someone I liked. And again, they sucked. Um, and then my ex had came back around and he just, again, said some crazy stuff to me. And I just woke up, I think, on New Year's Day. <clears throat> and I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, I can't do another year like this. I can't do another year of, like, 
just idiots in my life being angry, being sad, questioning my abilities, questioning my talents, questioning God, where am I going to go? Like, just all this extra stuff that I don't need to worry myself with anymore. I'm like, you've been doing this for three years, Taylor. It's time to get over it. It's time to move forward. So I just really honestly, I literally, I remember I woke up on New Year's Day and I said, I'm not doing this again. I said, I'm not, I'm doing this year differently. And I've been keeping in tune with that I think sometimes it's hard because like I said depression is not just a one-time thing it stays with you right so working through it is is really it's an everyday thing um but that's the moment that I realized okay like a few moments in between there like you know I'm, I'm suffering but New Year's Day I said this, I have to I have to change something has to give for real <laughs> hmm. but, yeah. okay Mm-hmm. And so, and, and just to clarify, this was New Year's 2020? Yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, you talked about, like, having, you know, a really great support system. And you also said in the piece that you have friends that you feel like, or you felt like you didn't utilize them enough right. as far as, you know, with just your life. Right. So, can you tell me kind of, you know, I guess, how did you break the news to your friends or how did you let them know like, hey, I'm not okay? And what were some of their responses? Honestly, it just kind of happens sporadically. Um, I would be going through something and I would just think to tell this friend what's going on. And it wasn't more so like, hey, I'm depressed. It was just like, hey, my life is crap and I don't know what to do. And I just need to talk to you about it. And every time I talk to each, I have like four really good girlfriends. Um, and each time I would talk to them about something, they would all respond like, Taylor, if you need me, I'm here. You know, excuse me, don't feel like you have to keep this to yourself. Um, I just had to like, I just really just decided to open up to them in different ways. I remember when I was moving into this apartment, I just was having some issues financially and just kind of freaking out like about how things were gonna go like I had my money together but I was a little concerned at the same time because things were looking a little iffy Mm -hmm. and I called one of my friends and I just started bawling and she was like what is wrong and I was like I just don't know what I'm doing I was like maybe I'm making the wrong decision maybe I'm trying to do this too fast yada 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 and she was like Taylor you know like if you need anything I got you and I said but I don't I'm a person who will not ask anybody for money because I don't like to do that I don't like to be in debt to people I don't like anybody dangling what they've done for me over my head um and so I just never went to my friends about certain things like that because I just thought you know we're friends supposed to be cute and have fun and do brunch (laughs) I don't need to tell you like I'm sad super sad and this is been going on for so long I just didn't want anybody to feel like they were burdened with my sadness that was a whole other thing I did not want to lay this heaviness on my friends but once I decided you know during this conversation my friend talking about the move you know she was like do not cry I have you if you need anything you know I got you not even just today like if you need anything in the future and that's when I realized like oh I have friends that are my friend friends <laughs> like they, they care like these aren't just my girl they're my sister friends and so when that moment happened I had talked to another friend I said you know I just been feeling so down I don't know what's going on I gotta figure this out you know I'm trying to talk to somebody and she's like hey 
if you need to talk to me, we're in this together. And I was just like, God, what's going on? <laughs> I did not know my, you know, these are my good girlfriends. I love them. I trust them with my life, essentially. Um, I just didn't trust them with this part of my life. And right. once I realized that I could, it became a lot easier for me to manage how I dealt with my depression, honestly, because it, it like I said, it makes you feel like you have to isolate. But once I start talking to my my core group of friends and they were like yeah so uh uh-uh, don't keep this to yourself talk to me about it and if it's not better at least you got it off your chest and that's when I was like okay so I'm not in this alone I don't have to just do this by myself I have them here for a reason God has placed them in my life for a reason they, these are all people who have been friends with me for years like since college or before so it just didn't make sense why I was keeping it to myself in the first place. And so talking to each of them and just really letting them know, hey, your girl is down a lot mm-hmm. often. And then being like, we support you. We got you. Call us if you need anything. Um, text us if you need anything. Really just open my eyes to, wow, you really have been letting this thing run your life and it's time for it to stop. So Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I think self-awareness is super important because you yeah. mentioned that earlier, but also um, just knowing the people that you can and cannot open up to. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, you can open up to, you know, family. Well, sometimes and because of, you know, the stigmas in black family, right. like um, or just honestly, the black community we aren't able to talk about our mental health because if that's the case then it's like well you know people automatically assume that if you are depressed or if you have any type of you know anything that is not quote-unquote normal which that's no such thing then you're crazy you know and it's just like wait no I'm actually not and so I think our generation um as far as millennials we are you know we're the change agents and we're the people to say no I can pray but I can also go to therapy right right. I can do both both of both of these activities are the norm are normal and we make that our new normal you know and so um shout outs to your friends for being so like open and available to listen to you because everybody doesn't have that same type of support in that same type of group of people who love them like that and um You know, personally, I'm so happy that I have that, you know, a group of friends who I know that if if I were in your shoes, I would have been able to, you know, open up and let them know. Um, So I just want to speak to like listeners right now. If you are someone who um, is suffering from any type of mental mental health like um, challenge, please reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. Just let someone, a trusted friend, you know, know what's going on. Um, cause as you can hear from Taylor, like it definitely helps. Yeah. Finding someone you can trust to tell you about your pain is really the, the biggest part. And the key word is trust, because if you tell someone that you're not sure about and they react in a way that's negative or you feel like you don't agree with, it'll make you feel even worse for sharing that part of yourself with them. So you have to make sure that whoever you talk to is someone that understands you as a person because mm-hmm. you know this may not be how how she normally is but my friend needs me and so I'm going to be there um similarly for family I I really my dad honestly did not know much about how I've been feeling I talked to my mom very often um 
but my dad was someone who I kind of wasn't sure about. And the only reason why he really found out was my mom called him up and said, you check on your daughter. And, Hmm. you know, it was interesting because my dad's half of the family, they're not super emotional. They're just real silly and they like to have fun. But I think once our Nana, um, yeah, once our Nana passed, it kind of put things in perspective for us as far as how to be a family a little bit more connected emotionally. And so, like, both my siblings, my brother and my sister on my dad's side, they're in therapy as well, you know, dealing with their own things. And we've openly talked about this. And that's not something I think we would have done five years ago. You know what I mean? So having us come to this place of, you know, we've all been through, because death is is traumatic. And especially when it's someone who's an immediate family member. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad losing his mother. I'm losing my Nana. You know, it's just... It, it opened us up to a different way of sharing our emotions, which I really, in a weird way, appreciate. Um, so I think it's important to know, you know, just make sure when it comes to family and friends, it's someone that you can trust with these thoughts, these feelings, because if you don't, it's, it's going to kind of set you back a little bit. Understandable, definitely. Um, Cause trust is trust is key. Mm-hmm. Also, communication. Yeah, and that's in any relationship, so platonic or yeah. um, family, like you, or just uh, I'm sorry, or romantic. You need to be able to trust that person. Yeah. So, I feel you. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I'm super glad that you're able to like face your fears, yeah. open up to your family, open up to your friends. And then also just get, you know, to a point where you're able to share. Yeah. Able to share your story, able to share things that you're going through. I like how you said that, you know, depression is not something that stops. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's so it's something that you are like dealing with every single day in one yes. way or another. Yeah. Right. So um, I know that we are definitely in a global pandemic right now and things are crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's lots of fear, lots of uncertainty, lots of, you know, confusion and just all of the different things that could make someone spiral. Mm. What are some things that you're doing to be able to um, help yourself? So I know I said the piece that I threw myself into my work, into working mm-hmm. when I moved in. Mm-hmm. And I essentially have done the same thing. <laughs> okay. But in a different way. So before right. I was working, you know, my full-time job, my part-time job. And my t- my part-time job was was just a job I had in undergrad. And I went back and said, hey, I need some extra money. Can I work here? And they're like, yeah. It's a, it was like a shoe store. And it was running me ragged. <laughs> like, I was working Monday through Friday at my full-time job. And then I was working, like, four other days. No, four days with the part-time job. So maybe like three days during the week and a day during the weekend. And I was just like, this is not happening. <laughs> like, I don't like mm-hmm. this. Oh, this is crap. And so when the pandemic came, honestly, when they told me I couldn't work, I was like, I'm cool with that because I need the money, but y'all have been running me super ragged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently I was like, well, what can I do to fill up my time so I'm not just feeling all lonely and like just kind of here? So I've been writing a lot more. Um, I've been trying to network. And I'm saying with quotations in the air, network. Really, right, to connect with different people. (laughs) Right. um, Like-minded individuals. Um, 
really just trying to stay connected with my friends. I check on each of them as much as I can. I just contacted one of my really good friends and asked if she can help me decorate my living room. Because uh-huh. um, she does interior design. I said, please help me because I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> just giving myself little projects and things to work on. And honestly, because I'm trying to find my way as a creative, that's taking up a majority of my time. Like when we get off the phone, I have a full day. Or when we get done with this podcast, I have a full day of things going on that I have to accomplish today. And I'm like, that's okay. going to keep me busy. And I'm not just trying to like lounge around. Like I want to make sure that I'm doing something that is worth my time while I'm gotcha. kind of stuck in the house. So whether it be doing Zoom calls with my family, um, we download this app ca- called House Party so you can play games with your family, um, hmm. which is really fun. It's like a FaceTime game app. It's really, really cool. Um, I do some painting, writing. My little sister, I know we're not supposed to like be around each other, but she's literally down the street by herself all the time. <laughs> so I just tell her to come over to my house. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, you know, I spur her down with the lifestyle. <laughs> um, so just really just staying more connected to my family, staying more in tune with my creative side has definitely been keeping me sane. And also probably going to start doing some yoga and working out because your girl needs to. So, Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that you are, you know, not allowing this to just, I guess, consume you. Yeah. Um, And, you know, just you're able to stay connected to family, to friends and to the outside world as much as possible. Right. So I'm sure that that definitely helps for your mental and your psyche because girl just being honest in the beginning of all of this I was like not feeling the greatest it literally in 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 all transparency it took me like a month Mm -hmm. to like really understand like this is happening Mm -hmm. you know this is something that I have never experienced before Mm -hmm. no one can really tell me how to navigate right I kind of just have to learn it for myself right right Right. and so you are saying like you know you were definitely like kind of throwing yourself into work me personally I kind of stopped work (laughs) yeah like I stopped everything from March 13th until April 13th Mm. I literally did nothing I thought about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about doing a lot of work. I thought about uh, podcast ideas. I thought about, you know, praying. And I, I did pray, but I wasn't as, like, into it. Just being real. Yeah. You know, because I was just confused. And I just felt really just, like, sad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's good to hear that, like, other people around me or just or just hear what others are doing or what they have been doing and how you how you've been um coping so that's nice i do want to do want to be honest like about three weeks in i had to go home and be around people i went to my mom's house and i said i can't because i live by myself you know Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to do this but i I wanted to live by myself so i could go places by myself you know like i could go out and do my thing and i don't have to come home and report to somebody like where'd you go like Mm -hmm. you know and so about three weeks in yeah i was feeling that way i was like if i don't go and be around some humans i'm gonna go crazy and um you know right now like it all sounds good but there have been definitely a few times where I was not feeling my best as well. I like I think on Tuesday, I just I from about Monday night to about Tuesday, literally at three o'clock, I felt like the worst 
the worst attitude ever. And I was like, what is happening? I felt so down. I barely got in my bed when I was working. I was like, we're going to be right here for today. And um, I could not, I can't tell you what it was about, but it was definitely about of like depression that I just kind of came over me. And I was like, what is this? And so, you know, my mom brought her dog here for me to just to kind of have something in the house for me. And it's been nice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not every day is just me going forth and prospering. Some days right. it's just like, dang, do I have to do this today? Like, I don't really feel, I'm not really feeling it. And I think that's important for people to understand, you know, this piece is real cute and it sounds like I'm, I'm going real deep, but just understand everything I'm saying is easier said than done. You know, you really have to want to put forth an effort to get out of this space. And for me, I want to put forth an effort. And then some days I'm just like, why do I need to put forth an effort? Because I'm over this. So mm. you're going to have days where it, everything you're saying doesn't line up, but that doesn't mean what you're saying isn't true. So, right. you know. Right. I totally get that. I also think that, you know, like you said, we kind of we kind of think like, oh, everything is just going so great. Yeah, just the same way I said, like people see the outside yes. and they are just not convinced. Yeah. Like you see great hair, you see nice skin, yeah. you see beautiful smiles and you're like, oh, this person is just out here living. And it's like, yeah. little do you know, right. you know, I'm not doing the best. Right. I just got some clothes on two minutes ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, girl, y'all don't know what's happening, which I feel like the Stop the Filters, um, you know, tagline can also go for just what I thought it was at first. Like putting on those filters to make yourself like look 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 better than you may be feeling and of course it's always great to feel good do not get me wrong I love when I am feeling my best but in being realistic we're human and that does not always happen so since we've been utilizing quarantine to kind of like set up your intentions to set up and align your intentions how do you plan to kind of continue your healing once we get to go back outside say it one more time sorry (laughs) okay so since you've been using quarantine um, to just like align your intentions and like work on some things, how do you plan on continuing your healing once we're able to go back outside? Okay, so I actually what's funny is my second job called me like yesterday, and they're like, "Hey, you gonna come? Are you gonna come back?" And of course, I told them yes. But I decreased my hours significantly. I said, y'all get three days out the week for me. And one of them is not going to be Saturday or Friday. Because <laughs> I used to, like, <laughs> I told them at first, like, you know, I can work pretty much any day, especially the weekends. And then I was like, I do not want them to have my weekends anymore. Like, they can have a Sunday afternoon. That's fine with me. Um, but my Saturdays and Fridays belong to Taylor. And I'm not giving them to anybody else. And so, really, like I said, cultivating the life that I want to live, you know, to, to manage my depression. And, of course, cultivating the life you want to live when you're out of this quarantine. I think it's important for everybody to know this has made everyone slow down. So, look at the pieces of your life that are moving too fast and that you're trying to do too much in. I was operating out of fear when I got the second job. You know, out of fear that I wouldn't have this. Out of fear that I wouldn't have that. Out of fear that I would get kicked out because yada, yada, yada. But everything has fallen in place for me. So I have no reason to operate in fear. I need to switch it over to operate in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just been saying, you know, I'm going to decrease my hours. That's the first thing I did. 
And now I'm saying, okay, I'm going to work on my blog and getting my brand out there, which I've been doing really well with. And I'm working with Tierica as well. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, so, um, just for context, y'all, Kendria connect me with Tierica and it's, it's, about, it's, it's great. Just so y'all know. About to go it's down? About to go down. I'm so excited. I'm super, I'm super excited. <laughs> and I'm super thankful for you for even just girl just for thinking of me and connecting me with her it's really dope because like I said I really want to meet with like-minded women like-minded mm-hmm. people um and so that's my plan when I get out of here to make more time with um my creative side and also just to relax at points because I realize I have a go 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 mentality and um I need to slow down in certain aspects so spending more time with my friends checking in with them and of course staying healthy because I'm a super unhealthy eater I don't like sweat. So trying to stick, <laughs> for real, trying to fit that into my lifestyle is probably the most challenging thing for me. But I really want to make sure that when I'm when we're done with this and we can go back to normal, I have this routine set in place. I have these standards for myself, these boundaries um, that allow me to live healthily. And also, I've just kind of decided that I'm prioritizing my career over anyone else. So men who might want to date me, that's cute and all, but I don't really want to date them. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've just, I've really just been taking my time to myself to just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. We can be friends, but I got to get myself to a certain place, you know, personally and professionally before I can entertain anybody else in my life. So I've just been setting goals and boundaries for myself and it's been going really well. Love it. (laughs) Love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because the first word, well, that came to mind the entire time you were talking was boundaries. Every single Uh-oh. thing you said, like boundaries, boundaries, yes. boundaries. Yes. And that's important. That's important. I was actually having a conversation and I was like, hey, we got to put some boundaries in place for this situation because, uh, yeah, we need those. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And so that's super duper important. Um, This has been really nice. This has been a great conversation for me. I Hopefully agree. for you too. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm so like I said, you're like fir- the first guest for season two, and so I want to do something like really, really like I guess fun, just to give mm-hmm. just to give people another opportunity to just get to know you. Okay. So I want to ask you a few of your favorite things. Um, okay. So <laughs> not <laughs> like your favorite song. What's your favorite song, or what's the song you've been listening to that's on that's been on repeat? Like, uh, so one of my favorite songs ever is Return of the Mac by <laughs> Mac Morris. <laughs> okay. Every time I turn on that song, I get so happy. Like I start dancing. Like it's just it's a fun beat. It's a it fun is. song. And it's a it's a hilarious song, obviously. And like when I think and honestly it's funny because when I think about like how I felt on New Year's Day. That's kind of how it feels. Like, it's returning to Taylor. Ooh. You know, I'm returning to myself. Like, I'm about to come out here. I'm really about to show y'all I'm about it. So, that's, like, one of my favorite <laughs> songs. Just to throw on and make my day. Okay. Mm-hmm. I that. Um, <laughs> what about your favorite quarantine snack? Ooh, snack. Yes, girl. Um... Okay, so for a while, I had this thing with peanut butter. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I like a good, like, not peanut butter and jelly, just peanut butter. I would put peanut butter on a piece of bread and fold it and just eat it like that. I don't know That's why. real I thick. Would, yes, but not the creamy, but the crunchy ones. I like a crunch mm. in my peanut butter. 
And it was just like, it fills you up with like bread and peanut butter. It just, it fills you up and you feel like you can go and, you know, do your thing. If you just need a quick snack. Right. Um, other than that, I love popcorn. I love me some buttery popcorn. Okay. Too. Okay. <laughs> so we got Return of the Mac. We got peanut butter bread. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing, what is your favorite like Netflix series? Oh my gosh. What's funny is I've actually not watched Netflix in like a week and a half. I oh. Okay. I've been so like I've been busy. I haven't had a chance to like just watch Netflix. Um I'm trying to think. Or YouTube to... series or Hulu. Um let's see. Okay, I'll give you two. So Netflix. I just got done watching. Uh, I like documentaries okay. a lot. Um, what is it called? I watched Dirty Money, which is really, really good. Um, it's basically about uncovering scandals um, regarding money. That's okay. the simplest way I can put it. I also watched How to How to Fix a Drug Scandal, which was really good. <laughs> um, and. I won't really say much. Just watch it if, if you're ever into documentaries. I love stuff like that. Um, a YouTube show. I actually like really quirky stuff. So I recently found these two sisters on YouTube who do pranks on each other. Mm. And their names are, I think, Binks and Takia. And they're just like two black girls who prank each other all the time. And it's funny because they remind me of me and my sister. Okay. And, um... I like that show a lot. Another um, YouTube show or channel that's really good is called Cut. And they do a lot of different interviews, different like types of segments. It's a really cool channel. If you ever need something just to watch on YouTube, it's called Cut. Okay. So I watch that. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So look, thank you for sharing. I told you it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, no. It's really <laughs> cool. I thank you for having me on the first guest. Yeah, girl. <laughs> So, really, really quickly, I just want to, again, thank you so much for taking a seat at the table. I really enjoyed this conversation and um, just feel grateful for you to be able to open up, like, any personal feat, you know, because that can be frightening. And so, your transparency, your vulnerability, they, it's all admirable because, it's just a scary thing to, you know, even start the conversation, but then do it on a platform such as this. Right. So right. you're awesome for that. Thank you. And so um, is there any like last, you know, one liner that you would want to give to the people before you go? Uh, I'm just going to say it again. Stop it with the filters. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Stop it with the filters, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, family, if you would like to contact Taylor, you can connect with her at direct.tug on Instagram. I'll definitely put um, the information in the show notes. And you can also follow her blog on Facebook, How to Be a Woman. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really cool. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. So this has been another episode of the Dining Room Table Podcast. I thank you guys for listening. <laughs>